Blog Talk Radio. show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Um, wow, it's, it's a crazy day. It's a zany day. Hey, I want to start the show out real quick by um, giving my condolences and um, everything. I, I just read uh, a little bit ago, actually, when I was working and then said, hey, we got to get ready for the show. Flipped on the computer and whatnot, and um, Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac uh, fame has walked on. She uh, passed away, and it, she was 79. Had a pretty good run there. Um, but, yeah, uh, she is uh, no longer with us, unfortunately. So uh, I know it's going to be a rough day for the Fleetwood Mac fans out there. Um, I myself of one, or am one, I should say. And, uh, yeah, so on that positive jumpy note geez louise i should have waited to the end of the show no i'm you know you gotta take note of these things you gotta take note i tell you it's it's weird because i'm at that age where um you know people are <laughs> my my youthful heroes are, are are moving on um and it's a it's just a weird place to be i suppose everyone goes through it um anyway anyway uh, today we've got a fantastic guest. He uh, he is part of a uh, well, I guess he's the the main gear in the machinery um, of the Phil Firetog Trio and Company. Um, they're out of Framingham, uh, uh, New York, and we've got Phil on with us today. Phil, how are you, my friend? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Happy to be here today. All right, we're we're really glad you're uh, you're here as well. Um, I'm a big fan, big fan. I got um, Rachel over at Trend PR sent over the press kit and whatnot. I don't know a few weeks ago or something, and I I can't remember when, but I went on a Phil Firetog deep dive via YouTube and Spotify, <laughs> and I am I'm a big fan, Phil. You uh, you put out some fantastic work, my friend. Fantastic work. Oh, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, they, absolutely. <clears throat> so you went oh, you went ahead. through a deep dive, you said? You went through a oh, deep yeah. dive? Yeah, well, I listen that. to what I could find. <laughs> listen to what I could find. It was amazing. So I know that you do, um, in my show notes here, it says you, you know, you do all kinds of stuff. You're just um, a right brain type of guy. Um, you play the oboe, you tap dance, musical theater, and, you know, graphic design and photography as well, you know, along with uh, indie pop star. Pretty cool, Phil. <laughs> you definitely did, cool. You definitely did a deep dive for knowing the tapping and everything, too. That's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 completely artistic um, creativity is kind of like the thing that drives me and motivates me. So, Yeah. It's amazing. 
I don't know that much about tap dancing. My wife uh, did when she was younger. She said, she said it's incredibly, and I believe her, um, incredibly. Um, uh, you have to have a lot of stamina. <laughs> you know, it's got well, I mean, it, it is dancing, you... but yeah, a lot of a lot of dancers actually struggle with tap because it, it's more, you know, it's, it's as much as it's dancing and moving around, moving your body. It's also very musical and, and rhythmic too. Right. So. Right. There's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And the oboe, everybody's favorite, the oboe, the woodwind, the the oboe. Um, you know. Their favorite dying duck. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Oboe. Oboe was um, piano and oboe were my segue right into uh, into music. That was where I learned basically all the basic, uh, you know, foundation and principles of music. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I have to ask, did you perchance, because I'm assuming you did, come from a musical family? Um, you know, was, was this around when you were a youngster? Um, music, not so much. So um, my grandparents on my father's side were art- artists, um, like uh, fine arts. A lot of pastel okay. work, a lot of... Um, uh, water paint and, and uh, oil paints and everything like that. Yeah, uh, so I've been do. around art, and they were always supportive of like art as a career choice and art being like part of the foundation of me. And we're always supportive of like chasing my dreams that way, like even with dance and music and everything. Music, though, um, growing up, when I was younger, I found out that my dad had was well played oboe I guess in band growing up but he never yeah. did anything past I guess school and that's why he's like oh we have an oboe like you should just go in and do oboe <laughs> and I was like okay cool like I didn't know anything about it as a kid you know they they made us play um I have a brother and I have a sister and like growing up they made us learn and play piano and thought that that would be a nice um I guess trade to have or just right, understanding right. and learning. So we grew up in a house where, like, they wanted us to know music, but they didn't. My, my parents never played. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, yeah. you know, at least. But they, um, they, they were also. Took... Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish oh, your thought. go on. Go on. It's it's totally cool, man. <laughs> oh no, I just wanted to say it's so cool and refreshing to hear about parents um, that uh, encourage artistic development. I think it's so important, you know. That's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really really like super like proud and happy that they they did that for me. Um because like you hear all these horror stories of like people weren't, you know, their parents aren't supportive of what they were doing. Um they don't understand right. and like even when they're trying to chase and do it as a career, like it's just like this huge divide in the family and it's just like, "Whoa." Like that's just really like you know disheartening and like it's like it just crushes you when you hear stories like that and knowing that my parents were very supportive with I mean even you know even me being a dancer like that that's a little crazy and weird you know like their boy being a dancer it's like oh cool you know like they which that story is um, really I don't know if you know musical theater much but that's like the straight out of um, chorus line story for me like uh, Mike right. in chorus in chorus line um. You know, his sister would go to ballet class and everything, and then, like, oh, he's watching his sister do pitter-pat, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he grabbed her shoes and went in and kind of did it. And, like, that's what I was 
when growing up, my sister was in dance, and I was just sitting in the lobby just, like, watching all the time, and I'm doing the exact same thing out in the lobby, and they're like, uh, we'll throw you in there, <laughs> you know? Like, here, it's like babysitting for you, but, you know, like, this is cool. Like, why don't you do it? And it was really fun. Right. Well, you know, I will say this. I uh, was friends um, right after high school. I was friends with a, uh, a fellow who was a uh, into ballet. He, he's serious. I don't know the terminology, the correct terminology, but he, you know, had was with a company and stuff. He also um, was a fireman, um, and uh, man, this guy had to beat the gals off with a stick. He had model good looks and dance kept him in shape. Well, I think the firefighting also did. But um, he used to stay <laughs> work together, I think, on that one. Oh, yeah. But I loved going to the clubs with him because, um, you know, you'd always meet. <laughs> I had no problem being a wingman for him. Um, you know. Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, yeah, he was, he had it together. Um, you know, I didn't have his looks, but, you know, I guess they figured, well, if we hang out with him, we can hang out. It will be next to that. Guy. So <laughs> it kind of worked out. Exactly. Anyhow, you know, no, that's cool, man. That is cool. You know, that because you're right. It is heartbreaking when you hear those stories. And, you know, um, and you hear them a lot. You hear them a lot. My, my day job, I'm a portrait painter, like your grandparents, you know, um, been doing oh, awesome. that a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of people, always, you know, when they hear that, um, or they find that out, they're like, oh, well, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to sit around and pay. I'm like, yeah, me too. Uh, you know, like you, you, you know, if you're, if you're pursuing a dream, just the way the world is these yeah. days. I mean, I think at one time it but was what, different. What's but, your medium? What's your medium of choice when you're painting? Oh, I, I do what, oil, what oil, and, uh, oil and acrylic. Yeah. On canvas. And, um, nothing fun. My right. wife's a sculptress. So, um, you know, she gets to play with clay and, have all the cool wheels and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I have a chair yep. easel. It's not that exciting. But, um, <laughs> no, you know, you have to wear many hats, many hats, you know. And uh, I, I imagine being a graphic designer comes in handy as well <laughs> when you're making flyers yep. and building a website. It, <laughs> it was, you know, like I'm very blessed in the sense of, like, everything that I do, like, it, it took me a while, but, like, everything that I do, I was able to, like, put them all together and figure out, like, wow, I can make all these things and all my hobbies and all my, like, favorite things to do work together. And it, it right. all unified pretty much under under music, like, with the band. And it was like, wow, like, I, I can learn how to brand myself now. I can do my own flyers. I can record my own stuff. I can play my own music. Um, I can video my own music videos. I can do my own photos and edit my own photos and do all this stuff. And like, it just like all worked. And even with, you know, if you think dance aspect of it too, but like a little bit of like putting on the performance, the choreography on the stage in a, in, in a sense, mm-hmm. not really like real choreography, but just the whole presentation, um, it just all unifies right there. And it was like really nice to like, that was that aha moment. And that final, final feeling of like, Oh, I, I know who I am. I know my identity now. This is, great and it takes a while man like when you when you're when you're torn between all those different things what i said absolutely i'm just 
chuckling. I'm just chuckling, Phil, because I oh. I know what where you're coming from, man. It does take and a it's, while. It's such a struggle growing up too. Like growing up, you're like, oh, I like this, I like that, I like you know, I like all these little things, and it's like, where do I go? What do I do? Because everyone, you know, still growing up, even with supportive parents and everything, everyone was like, oh, you got to pick something that you like. You know, pick that one mm-hmm. thing, really follow it. And I always like fought, and I'm like, I like all these things, and I want to do all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Even I, I went to art school, and even in art school, they're like, choose a lane, choose a lane that you're going to paint. And I'm like, exactly. Why would I, why would I want to limit myself? You know, maybe one day I feel like doing an abstract painting. The next day I feel like doing a portrait, you know, so I'm going to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, that's not how it's done. And I'm like, well, that's how it's getting done. Exactly. But yeah, it's it is weird too. I think what we're what's coming up, uh, upon us, what we're talking about here, is um, well, a couple things. First off, I get where you're coming from with the confidence. It is so. I was I just just talking about this in a in a blog post the other day. Um, I was working on a painting at this time of year. I mean, that's all I do when I'm not doing the podcast. Um, probably from now until sort of mid January, um, but. I was working on, I'm just zooming along, zooming along. I'm not thinking about nothing. Just And, you know, everybody thinks it's the trope that that's what, how the painters work. No, not at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> you know, I'm usually, when I, I paint, I tell people I painted a painting five times before I put brush to canvas because they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, in my head, man, I'm figuring it all out. I don't just sit down and let it come, you know. I mean, canvases are expensive. I have to. I have a plan, you know. <laughs> that's what people um, that's what people really don't realize about art though too. Like when they're like, Oh, well, why is this painting so much money? It's like, dude, it's one, it's the artist's time and then all right. the like materials alone, the materials alone could have cost three hundred dollars for that painting. <laughs> exactly. And then you're and you're starting out blank, you know, and, and that and you're that much mm-hmm. into it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, but there comes a point in your development, um oh I know it from my world as a painter, uh, but I imagine in all the creative worlds, um, where, where you you've done it so much and so many times, you have this internal confidence that is just, yeah, you know what you're doing, you know, you just knock it out, and um, it is so great to be at that point. But it took 22 years to get to that point. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, 22 years and how many mistakes? You know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, but it's it's crazy. Well, Phil, I knew I would like your your band and you. Um, I got the press kit, and of course, first thing I see is um, Phil Fire Talk Trio with that awesome logo. I imagine you were behind that logo. I love it. Um, <laughs> and then you. I see the the main press picture because I always send over use this one on the flyer, you know. And uh, and there's five yeah. guys. I'm like, oh, this is a Douglas yeah. Adams kind of novel. I, I'm digging this right out of the gate. Um, and then I saw that and Co. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's fine, it's fine. We don't have to explain. Yeah, it gets a little, and we a little anyway. confusing when we try to explain it to everyone. But um, yeah, I love it, it was it was the easiest way to kind of like adapt to us originally. You know, it started originally as that solo project with all my stuff, and then. Uh, having two other guys join me that being like the core of the band and like, you know, we really, um, we kind of, what is it? Tailor the music to how we want it to be for us 
And then we bring on the company members in order to jump on and to bring a little excitement um, into the music and into the live performance too. You know, having uh, the rotation of the the company members actually switches a lot. Um, I got you. But to be able to be flexible and versatile with, you know, we have horns, we have trumpet, uh, we have woodwinds, you know, sax, soprano sax, alto sax, uh, trombone, trumpet. Sometimes we even have a violinist that comes on. We had a mandolin player, like, back in the day, too. But, like, and some of these guys play keys as well. They're all multi-instrumentalists, and they're all amazing. So, like, that energy just coming onto a stage and always, <laughs> like, that's one thing that's exciting about it if you want to come see us. It's, like, it's always different. You never know what you're going to get. And um, it that's keeps cool. us on our toes, and it keeps the experience fun, too. It's like, oh, well, what, what are they going to whip out today, <laughs> you know? Um, right, right. But... That was that was always the idea. The idea was to have this like very interchangeable module kind of band where it's like, oh, we can throw this in, we can adapt this, we can just like stick it on like a Lego and it's perfect, you know. Like, and it's just exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, sometimes and sometimes I think it's cool too if you if you have more members. I I during the pandemic I got in this kick where I was watching all these. Uh, um, and I'm not in the music business, but I find it fascinating. I find musicians fascinating. Um, I'm very jealous of musicians in that you can um, paint so quickly um, and tell the story of what you want to say um, so much uh, more intensely. It's hard to do that with painting, you know, because it's just a moment. You're, you're capturing a moment, you know. There's no lead up. I don't up. know. No I don't know about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue I mean, that you with can. you because I think you think you think it's easy, but it's almost like someone saying to you like, okay, you know something? Why don't you paint um, this like orange and banana and and an apple and like you just paint it and you do it as it is and it's like you're translating that perfectly so someone understands what it is. It's like, oh, I can write a song and just write lyrics and then someone listens uh, to my yeah, lyrics yeah. and it's it's like, oh, well that's, you know, that's apparent too. But there's so much more that goes beyond just the painting for you too. It's like, oh, the treatment of the lighting, oh, the color usage, did you mute it? Uh, your brush strokes, your intention behind it. And like if you look into all those details, that's what makes that piece a masterpiece and that's what makes that piece like unique. And if you look at music with that same attitude, you're like, oh, well, these instruments are in sync together at this one moment. These instruments are dissonant. You're using this um, theory in your music that is creating now um, an emotion just musically without the lyrics. So there's things that you can do for the listener or the, the person that's experiencing it that they, they have a lot more appreciation for. And they might not even know it. It might all be... Um, you know, unconscious to them, but those are the things that uh, it, it's not, it doesn't make it easy anymore. Now it's like a detailed, like right. experience. Right. You know, it is, it, you're, you're totally right too. Now that I think about it, because I, I'm a big classical music fan, drives my wife crazy, but um, you know, I'll, I'll be listening to a piece of classical music and she's like, and, and you know, we'll be talking about, it. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. You know, this is, blah, blah, blah is happening. And she's like, how do you know that? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe something totally different. I'm like, well, you know, I know because I've read it. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You're right. That could I mean, but then, then there's also this other magical moment that can happen, too, where art where you... and music come together. And that brings me right. into, like, 
Disney, you know, like old school Disney, mm. like brought music and, and artwork together. I mean, you look at, uh, I don't even know if it, I don't know if it was Disney, but Peter and the Wolf, you know, they're oh, taking yeah. classical and with animation. And now like, now you have this whole story and it's like, you can appreciate the artwork and everything that goes into the visual element with the audio element. That's very true. That's very true. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit MakingCancerHistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. 
Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Ruxgear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us Well, I got in this weird kick where I was watching these these weird um, production videos, um, and they were telling it's a lot of these old older guys, elder guys, telling these stories. You know, the, the engineer who worked with the police on their last album or something, and he he's telling mm-hmm. all the stories, and I'm like. My one of my first thoughts was they need more people in the band because <laughs> I guess apparently there were fist fights happening in the studio and all kinds of oh, wow. stuff that we we didn't know about. Yeah, apparently Sting can be a prima donna. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But he wasn't the only one. Um, he had a vision, you know. He had a vision. Yeah. He needed to have his name in the name of the band is what it was really boiled down to. Still got that handled. No, you you seem like the most laid back guy in the world. Are you though? Are are you <laughs> when you hit the studio? I'm assuming, like most musicians these days, um, that you have everything because people don't realize this. We we have in America this this idea, this mythology around musicians, you know, because we watch the Doors movie and stuff. We just think you guys all mm-hmm. lounge around the which studio. Which is an amazing movie, by the way. Val Kimmer in that movie was great. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. That's a great movie. <laughs> tried, tried a few things after watching that movie. I was inspired. I will say that when people say, oh, entertainment inspired. Yeah, yes, that movie definitely was a mm-hmm. gateway for a fun weekend in Vegas. Um, but that's another <laughs> show, ladies and gentlemen. That's another show. Anyhow, um, no, you know, it's, it's, it's um, people think of that, that you guys just sit around. But I know the reality is, and the reality is, is studio time is expensive. It's like riding in a cab. The meter is running as soon as you go into the place. So it behooves yeah. people to go in with a plan. Okay, we've got <laughs> this is what we're doing. You know, got to get out of here. Uh, exactly. You know, but not be rushed. Um, but you know, it's 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 fantastic. You seem very laid back. Are you real driven when it comes to the uh, the mechanics of music? Um, so like of your music, I have an idea of what I, I have an idea of what I want. I know how I want it to be executed. And if I don't like something, like I'll voice my opinion that I don't like it. Um, and that I would want to, it's not that I just don't like it. It's like, okay, show me something else instead. Maybe, you know, like let's, I think it could be better. Like I, or I expect better for that part. And then like, you know, we'll, we'll audition a bunch of other things in order to make it work. But you know, like going into the studio, we always go in prepared, um, and I kind of, you know, we want that control, and I think we all want that control when we go in, but the part where I differ a little bit is I like to let things breathe a little bit, and I like people mm-hmm. to put themselves into it. So, like, you know, if someone does want to try something, I, you know, any of the other guys are like, oh, yeah, I think this might be a really cool idea. It's like, okay, let's do it. Like, if it doesn't sound good, like, we just don't use it, or like, if it doesn't work. Right. Like we, we try something better until, until we find like a middle ground. Like 
you know, I go in with this mindset where, like, if if there's five people in the room who don't like it, three people do, that's still not good enough. Like, until we get to a point where, like, there's five people that like exactly what they do. Everyone mm-hmm. likes what they hear. You just meet five individual people like something. Like, that's awesome. Like, how how often does that happen where everyone likes it now? It's like, oh, let's find that – let's find – that that magical moment that everyone likes it and they have nothing to complain about and it's like oh that's cool right. you know and like everyone everyone does their part and does their job even the engineer you know engineer producer too like if they have a comment it's like i never go in like and say no like i don't i don't want you to do that i don't i don't want to take your idea or like listen to you we have our vision it's like no everyone is an artist Everyone is, um, you know, you're hiring them for a reason, so it's right. they should be an expert. So if they have something to say and they're giving you feedback, take it. Like at least they're giving you feedback. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. It reminds me. I was watching this uh, this interview with Niall Rogers was talking about um, uh, working on Bowie's Let's Dance, and apparently Bowie had come out. Uh, they were staying in some house or something and, and went into his room with a lute, uh, a medieval lute, and uh, was like, I've got this idea for a folk song called Let's Dance. And he started playing it. And now Rogers is like, if we do this, I will have to turn in my card as a black man, <laughs> as a black musician. <laughs> no, we can't put out a song called Let's Dance to a lute. Let me work with it. And so he, and he's the one came up with the, uh, the, the bass riff and all that. And, uh, and he said, mm-hmm. you know, Bowie heard it and was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is way better. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes we need to be put in our place and we need to, the, someone to say like, no, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't work or whatever, right. or show us another side that it, it could be something better, you know? Yeah, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And obviously that's what's working with you. And you have incredibly musicians because the re- end result, Phil, you knocked it out of the park. Um, oh yeah. These guys, these guys are really, yeah, they're, they're amazing. Each, each one of them is literally a master in, in what they do. And that's, that's one of the best things about working with all of them too. It's, it's just any time that there's feedback, any time that we're working on something, anything that they blow or you know lay down or group to, it's it's there's always it, it's always great, you know. It's very we don't really fine tune it as as much as you think because it's it's not as necessary. That's cool. That's a good place to be, <laughs> you know. When you work with good yeah. people, though, you get good results. You know, that's a good lesson for anybody listening. Um, you know, who's who's starting out or whatnot, uh, or even, well, most established people to figure that out, um, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good good place to be. I I, I celebrate that <laughs> when things work oh, yeah. well. I mean, and even even working with working with each other too, just like how you said, like the whole the David Bowie story. Um, you know, like egos are at the door. Like we go in, mm. and it's it's always it's serving purpose. You know, and we, we say it every time that, like, if we get into, like, a, even a little bit of an argument, it's just, it's serving the song. Um, we always want to serve the song for for what the song calls for, you know. Um, right. And when we're, when we're workshopping stuff like that, it's, it's for the best interest of the song. And then secondary, it's just like, well, you know, 
does it does it work with you? You know, as each individual, like I don't want you to play something that doesn't feel like you. I don't. They don't want me to sing something that doesn't feel like me either. Because now, if I'm feeling uncomfortable singing a song because oh that that's just that's better for the song, but I feel uncomfortable, it's not going to resonate as well. And I would never it's want them for you know any of those players either. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want that negative filter. You know, um, you want to be confident in what you're doing. It's um, yeah, it's and it's not it's you not know, like an intentional thing either. You know, you just right. You want if you feel comfortable. I mean, even when you're when you're painting, like going back to that, just using it, just so that we can you know compare. It's like if you go in painting and you're in a bad mood one day and you're painting and it's not like one of those pieces where like your mood's coming through. It's just like you're not feeling it. Then why are you painting today? Don't do it. You know, like just walk away. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna ruin what you already had. So if you go into a song and you're and you're not feeling it emotionally, like just you know take a step back. It's cool. We could fix it or let's change the tone so that you do feel it. Like what would make you feel it? Right. Right. And you have to be honest with yourself when you're asking those questions. It reminds me so much many, many years ago, many years ago, I was having a terrible day. Everything I was doing, the, the world was fighting me. And every, I'd walk by a door um, and my belt loop would get stuck in the doorknob. You know, just everything, every mm-hmm. little thing was, and we've all had those days. And I, I used to talk to my father when he was alive uh, a couple times a week. And, um, and he was not in the art world. He as far away from the art world as you can imagine. But he was, you know, self-employed and had, had been my entire life. And um, so, you know, the, I would always get good advice from him. And I told him, I'm like, man, I am having just a shit day. Everything's against me. Everything. And he says, well, when you focus on that, that's usually what you get. <laughs> you know, by, you're giving yep. it a little bit of uh, legs there. He goes, but sometimes you just have a black cloud over you for the day, and it's best to don't do any big deals today. <laughs> Put those off till tomorrow if you can, and, you know, go do something else for a while and, uh, and shake exactly. it off because, oh, man. But, yeah, it is. And it's, it's hard to remember that sometimes when you're in the midst of stuff because I don't know when it happened. You know, when I was younger, and I'm sure you're this way, Phil, um, when you said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, this music. Uh, this is what I'm gonna do, you know, and uh, this, this is what I want to do for a living. Um, there was a point where I was like, yeah, I want to work, so I have my own schedule, and I have a lot of, pardon me, free time, and, and this and that. I don't know what happened. That is not what being self-employed doesn't work with. My day no. every day for no, not at 20 all. years is, yeah, just regimented. I'm like, okay, this between this hour and this hour, I'm going to be doing that. I mean, it's, it's a crazy schedule, you know, um, but yep. you have to keep it. You have to keep it. I'm sorry if I'm disenchanting. Um, any listeners out there that uh, I don't want to rain on your parade of your dreams, but I'll tell you the big secret. A lot of people always ask me, they're like, well, what's the big secret where I can do whatever it is I want to do? I'm like, you got to work. Work is the secret. You, you got to get it done. You know that's just. I'm sure Phil will tell you. Things don't just. Yeah, roll you on want you want you want to get paid for what you do. Find the opportunities to get paid for it. 
you know, and then yeah. keep working to find it, keep chasing it, you know, work hard. And at the same time, it's, you got to love the lifestyle of what it is you're chasing. You know, the lifestyle of an artist isn't as glamorous. The lifestyle of a musician isn't, yeah. you know, super glamorous either for some people, but it might be glamorous to you because you love it. Right. Right. You mean, Phil, you're not, there's not a lot of, I thought all you guys did was go to fun parties and date models and you know? <laughs> hey, I mean, I do. No, no. <laughs> you, but you got to make time for it. You got to make time for it. So you're not getting sleep anymore. That's why we only sleep for like two hours a night. Exactly. I cringe. I, about once every three months, I'll be scrolling through Instagram or something, and I'll see some news article where it's like, um, lack of sleep actually destroys your brain. <laughs> You know, more than drugs. And I'm like, I don't know if the universe is just keeps throwing this article at me <laughs> in a different form, but I get it. I need more sleep. And I do. <laughs> I have come to embrace naps. I, I like a good 45-minute nap in the middle of the day. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, I, I can't do the napping thing. If I do the napping thing, I'm I'm out. So You're done. It's a three-hour yeah. nap. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's no, I, I usually if if I have like if I have a free day, it that usually turns into like my recovery day. And it's like the whole day is just right. sleep because I didn't get any of it for the past two weeks, you know. Yeah. My wife's like that. My wife, if she has the day, and and sometimes she'll say she goes, no, no, Wednesday's my day off, so I need it. And she's exactly like you said, a recovery day. So I know we're not don't make plans because. There's going to be a 14-hour period there where she's zonked out. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what works for her. Got to recharge those batteries. Got to recharge You'd rather her be in a better mood anyway, right? Right. So, let, let her get in her better Still, mood. Don't bother her. Don't say we have things to do. No, no, it's your day. Rest, please. Oh, exactly. Please. Exactly. I think Phil has hidden cameras in my house because he knows the score. <laughs> he knows the score. Oh, man. So how did you meet um, Johnny Potts, Liam Gordon, and uh, how, how uh, Johnny Potts, Potichnik? Is that my saying that right? Hopefully, Potichnik. Um, Potichnik. You know, I say mm-hmm. Potichnik, you say Potichnik. We're kidding, Johnny. We love you. I mean, I could be I could be I saying it wrong because that we we rarely ever use his last name. We just call him Johnny Potts. <laughs> so. Right. Which is awesome. That's a, that's a cool name. Yeah. Um, how did you meet these guys originally? Were you guys all in like bands? So, scene well, like I said, like we've been through the, so many renditions of the the band, the trio, the company, everything. Um, I started it off with I wanted to do my own solo project because I came from other bands prior, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know something, let me get my own material out, let me do my thing, hit the studio. Um, I laid down 10 songs there, and that was kind of like my imprint uh, or a business card that I would go around with. And surprisingly, um, one of my old, old students uh, from when I was teaching, Tap, uh, he hit me up, and he's like, yo, man, like, I saw you in your old band. I always loved the old band. I liked your material. I want to work on this with you. I want to play drums. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, that would be awesome. Like, that's great. And um, he was in college. He was going up to 
I don't even know what year this was, but he was over at um, U Albany, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yo, I found this bass player that I think would be amazing for it too." And I was like, "Oh, cool! Like this is great. All right, like let's let's meet him." And that person ended up being Liam. Liam Gordon was um, one of the first members oh, okay. of the trio, and he worked on the Circles album with me. We put together all that. Um, Crazy stories of playing U Albany and just going up there, doing weekends there, all nights in the studio and practice spaces and stuff. And then um, when we finished, I, I guess they were finishing school, and both of them had they, they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna focus on my senior year, so I'm gonna step away from the project." Liam said the same thing too. He's like, "Listen, I gotta, you know, step away. I need to just focus on school and you know do that." And I was like, "All right, fine." Can you, and then. Um, you know, some time went by, and the next drummer that I found, just by making a post within the, you know, the music scene here on Long Island, um, we have a bunch of, like, Facebook forums and stuff and groups where everyone talks, and just made a post, and Johnny Potts, you know, reached out to me, and he wanted to work on the project, um, and he's been with it since basically that moment. He's one of the other oldest members that's been in the band, um, and then recently after going through a bunch of different bass players and all that other stuff, Liam ended up coming back to play and helping out with uh, these last two singles that we just did. So he was on Fall and um, the Christmas song, Long Island Christmas uh-huh. Eve. So that's how, Fantastic. I guess, this formation of the band is, is back. Um, yeah. And then through just the music scene and just meeting people, that's how we kind of pick up all the the company members. You know, it's like word of mouth and just like, oh, I'm interested in trying. I'm interested in doing this. I'm interested in playing this type of music and putting myself into it. Well, that's and that's works and works well. I love the video you guys put out, the lyric video for um, Fall. Um, fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a great song. That's a great little video for it. I, I was a big fan of that. Big fan. Um, now, we're gonna, we, you. you mentioned the... Uh, Long Island. And for those who don't know, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been to the city uh, and met the, some interesting people, Farmingdale is kind of smack in the middle, of, as I remember, I could be wrong on this, of Long Island. I mean, it's kind of ground zero. Right? Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty much center island at that, you know, center from west to east and center from north and south, too. So it's a really nice location to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It. Um, somebody was asking me the other day. I was. I was mentioned our, our show and whatnot and coming up, and it was right after they had uh, Albany and and uh, Buffalo in that area got you know what they get like nine feet of snow or something. Oh, the, crazy. The, all the all the snow. Uh, right. Oh yeah. And they're like, what, is this band? If I'm like, no, nah, they're down Long Island band. <laughs> they get snow uh, occasionally, but uh, you know, it's called winter. But not like that. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody's building igloos or anything. Uh, nah, it's, it's, good. it's been a while since we got a good snowstorm. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Sucks to drive it, you know. Very, very yeah. cool. I wanted to ask, um, well, let's, let's play, because this is such a good track, um, Long Island Christmas Eve. Should we play it and then talk about it, or do you want to lead into it? How do you want to do it, uh, Phil? I'm cool either way. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't. It, whatever you would like to do on it, I'm I'm indifferent on that. We can talk about it before why we talk about we, it afterwards. Uh, yeah, why don't we play it so people hear it, and then um, you know, and make their own assumptions and, and get things ingrained in their brain, and then we'll just destroy all those with the reality of. Uh, I love that. Let's it. do it. <laughs> Here it is, folks. This is the Phil Firetog Trio and Company and Co. Um, Long Island Christmas Eve. The first Christmas track we've played this year, so I'm pretty excited. Here it is. Tradition of a very merry, and you can count on that 
I don't, the, the spirit of all those songs, like the, the traditional songs, you know, like the 30 songs that you can think of for Christmas, um, or like if you watch Hallmark movies, like that feeling that comes with all that is such a great feeling. And it's like, I want to make something that feels that great too. And it, it's just so uplifting and so nice and comforting. And I, I don't know, it's like um, it, it even has like this musical theaterness to it all Christmas songs. It's it's this performance in the show. And I don't know, I wanted to do it. And finally sat down and, and I don't know what, maybe like right before COVID, um, you know, put mm. the song together and I was like, oh, this is great. Like this, you know, this really came out what I wanted guitar-wise and musically and with the lyrics of everything that I wanted. And then it was a fun little piece to like put together and construct with the band because like we were all sitting around too. We were talking about like, oh, well, what elements are Christmassy? Like, how can we make this sound Christmassy? Like, what can we throw into it? Like, thinking of all the little details and like we're all sitting around in the room, like in like a little powwow circle, like talking. <laughs> and I just like looked at them and I'm like, I hope this doesn't sound weird. I was like, I want little kids on this song. Like, I think little kids and the voices of little kids are like very angelic and they fit Christmas. Like you, you think about like home alone when you have a choir and they're all singing right. at the end, you know, like before, before the catch everyone. Um, like that, that's so it's like a haunting, but like magical sound. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, I want that in there. Like, that would be great. And obviously, you know, like sleigh bells and like these bells and like all that stuff. Like we just, we wanted to throw in everything that reminded us of Christmas. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www dot jamierocks dot us www dot j a m i e r o x x dot us Hey rockers, this is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings 
and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. That's awesome. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, my my father-in-law, big Hallmark Christmas fan, loves it, loves it. And it was interesting because the other day I was reading an article. Um, I know everybody's kind of uh, upset with uh, Mr. Quentin Tarantino right now and his opinion on Marvel movies. That wasn't what this article no, was about. Um, somebody was interviewing him and, and it asked him, uh, now when he goes home, you know, what is he? what type of movie does he like enjoy watching? <laughs> And the answer surprised me. He's like, I really like rom-coms, and I like Hallmark movies. Uh, you know, he's like, I like an emotional ride, and you get that with those. That yeah, they, they, they do a really good job of keeping you invested emotionally into what you're watching. Yeah. It might not be, like, extremely artistic and, like, creative, and it's the same story over and over again, but there there is something that is that's that's great even even if it is the same story over and over again like they they're 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 capturing something of you to keep you watching it so absolutely definitely doing something amazing there i was just talking to a friend of mine i used to uh, a little bit about my background for the for about 30 years uh, maybe 25 we'll say a a solid 25 i'm an old man i tell people i'm a retired club rat i used to uh, hang out in a lot of nightclubs for a long time. And um, I was talking to a, one of my old clubbing friends, and, uh, you know, they're like, ah, oh, you go out? I said, no, I can't. I really don't, you know. Um, I said, I, going out for me now is expensive because I have to get the VIP lounge. And I'm like, oh, to be a big I said, no, not to be a big shot, so I have a place to sit down. I'm old. <laughs> I don't want to be standing around shouting at people, <laughs> you know. I don't want to have to wait for a drink. Are you kidding me? Uh, but anyway, I, yeah. I said, so I, he goes, what do you do? And I said, well, when I do go out, there's a great little corner biker bar down the street. It's like you go to a biker bar. And I said, yeah, I, I absolutely do. I said, it doesn't always have to be laser beams and fog machines to have a good time, you know. For a, a big chunk of my life, it was. No, it's not so much. I like to go yeah. see a good bar band, you know. Really enjoy it. Have a great time. Um, some of the best bands I've seen lately have been in these, uh, I don't know what you call them. My, uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law love these. Where you go and you get this super expensive beer. And, uh, you know, they're like James Bond with a the beer. They'll drink it. And they'll say, oh, this was 
this type mm-hmm. of hop, and it was picked on the side of a mountain, and blah, 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 you know. I'm like, just give me a beer. I don't care. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I've seen some great bands in places like that, um, these little, uh, you know, where they brew their own beer type little places. That seems to be the big... Uh, yeah, the microbreweries, the breweries. Microbreweries. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's interesting, you know, I like hearing a rockabilly version of Hotel California. You know, I haven't heard it before. Cool stuff. So <laughs> it's like unique. <laughs> and they're usually strange. But I like it. I like it. But I really like Long Island Christmas Eve. You know, I tell my musician friends, too, they're, you know, I'm like, you do a Christmas song. Um, after you get that knocked out, knock out a final countdown. Any type of song that can be played at a sporting event. Uh, mm-hmm. You will buy that will buy you a car. <laughs> Knock that out, you know. I'm like, yeah, but Sally just broke up with me, and I want to talk to him. I'm like, yes, you've been talking about this for three albums. Come on, <laughs> time to move on, dude. Time to move Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> don't let her, don't let her live rent free in your head anymore, man. It's hard for us artists, though, sometimes get over that kind of stuff. You know, we're sensitive, but people don't get it. We are. As as artists, we are sensitive and we crave love. You know, we want to be acknowledged and we want love. <laughs> and and listen to. <laughs> you know, we're desperately, we're really bad at communicating, so we have to get really good at communicating in a different form. Um, yep. But yeah, that this. This is a really good, uh, really good song. I, this is going to be. I'm telling you, once it gets out, no, it is released right now, right? People can buy this. Yeah, it was. It was released yesterday, actually. It just came out. Huh. Um, How but, cool is yeah, that? You can listen. You can listen to it on Spotify. You know, all all the streaming platforms and everything you can do. Fantastic! You guys think you'll do a video for this one, or uh, or another lyric video? Uh, we we have a live video. Um, oh, prepped cool. for this one that we're going to release we're going to release relatively soon I don't know exactly what day yet but there'll be a few teasers nice. popping up this week so yeah nice. well, let's stay right um, as far as the music when, video when we haven't had a chance to really I'll blast it out what? everywhere you know this is this is my Christmas song of 2022 baby this is great awesome, I man. like it I like it a lot. Thank now, you. I should mention, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking and everything. Folks, we have our um, uh, links up on our show page. Um, and, you know, Phil's super smart. He, he knows this this business really well. The main website is philfiretogtrio.com. And then his socials, each one is some crazy. No, no they're all the same. All you got to do, wherever you're going. You can even go to TikTok, man. He's got a TikTok. How cool is that? Um, and just put in uh, Phil Fire Talk Trio, and you're there. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. You've got them all covered. You've got them all covered. He'll probably be on Mastodon soon. Who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> everybody keeps bugging me to do that, man. I'm like, I'm just trying to ride this Twitter drama out. I wrote this Spotify drama out. Thanks, Joe I, Logan. You know something? I um, personally love Twitter. I, I will go and say I, I love too. Twitter, and I find the Twitter social environment, at least for us, for some weird reason, it works probably the best. And even since, uh, you know, Musk took it over, 
Like it's been doing. I feel like we we've been getting a lot more interaction on there since he took it over. So whatever he's doing, I love it. I have no complaints. You know the interesting thing about that is uh, at the this past Thanksgiving, went to Thanksgiving dinner at my wife's uh, my in laws my my wife's parents. They have big house and that's ground zero for that's their holiday. We have Halloween over here, but they mm-hmm. have that. And uh, this, you know, we're the weirdo artists in the family, so of course we have Halloween. Uh, and we put on a big thing for Halloween. But we, I was at the Thanksgiving festival, and I was talking to my brother-in-law. And, uh, you know, of course, new topics of the day came up in conversation. And uh, they said, yeah, everybody seems really uh, – and I made the same joke. I said, I'm just trying to weather the storm over the sweater, you know. I like sweater. And, you know, I said, everybody seems pretty upset with him right now. He said, yeah, he goes, you know, the interesting thing about that is, yes, he did lay all these – lay off all these people and, and whatnot. Twitter's still working. So I guess he was right <laughs> and that he didn't need all that extra stuff going on. I'm like, oh, man. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Nobody's brought up. Uh, I, have, I have yet to go to Twitter uh, to log in, and it's like, oh, Twitter's down right now. I, just, I, I personally haven't had, maybe it's for other people, I haven't had that experience. And it was Spotify this morning. Yeah. Um, but oh, Spotify was down this fun. morning? Yeah, for like five wow. minutes. And it uh, wasn't a big deal. Not enough to panic. You know, I wouldn't anyway. But, but still, yeah. like, well, I would, Jamie. We just released a single yesterday. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> that we broke it with the single. We're that's what happened. It. You know, I didn't get the numbers back yet, but that uh, that's what happened. Yeah, there will be a little hiccup in it. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. I um, we'll be adding Long Island Christmas Eve on our. We have a playlist we do for the show of our uh, musical guests and whatnot. So we'll definitely be putting that in there. And ladies and gentlemen, listening, I suggest you do too. Whenever you dig a band, add them to your playlist. We we live in a, yeah. a playlist uh, society now, you know, and that helps a lot. Helps get the word out. Tweak well, when the, you uh, add, when you make a playlist and you add it. You know, it, it actually, it helps us out a little bit, too. Like, we get, you know, a few other people might get a notification that you did it. If you shared that playlist with anyone, like, they can now mm-hmm. discover. And it's a little bit easier for that, that discovery factor. Um, and it, it helps bring in some new people that we, not, we might not be hitting with whatever marketing that we're doing. So anytime that you do like it, yeah, definitely share it. You know, talk about it or you just simply add it to a playlist that you can listen back to. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is so important. And like and share. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, they, and it's funny. People ask me, they're like, oh, I really like that band on your, on your show. Uh, you know, where, where should, where's the best? I'm like, well, streaming's great. Streaming's great. Streaming's great if you live somewhere and you can't. I said, but the, the, most, the best place at a show, man, there's always a merch table. Yeah. There's always a merch table. You know, somebody's wife or girlfriend is running that merch table. Trust me. Um, just co- coming to a show is just, I mean, these these are the moments where if you really dig the music, if you really like mm-hmm. it, ride it early in the beginning. Come out to the shows now because these are going to be the intimate shows where we can come out and we can talk to you. You know, you can have Absolutely. your own little interview with me there and, like, now you can ask me questions. We can talk about the songs. You can talk about whatever you want. You can have a beer with me. Like we can, we can go sit at the bar and talk all night long. But like when it gets to a point where 
not just seeing me, that but anyone either. else. Like, oh, you, you start liking right. them later on, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go see them when they're at Madison Square Garden. It's like, you're not going to meet them. You're not going to talk to yeah. them. So if you like a band now, and you think that they're good, and that they're going to make it, and they're like, be supportive of them making it. Come out earlier and meet them. Like, sit down. Like, while they're people, <laughs> you know, meet yep. them. Absolutely. Well, and that's where you get your cool party stories at, you know? And I'm not saying stories of partying. I'm just saying stories you can tell when you happen to be at a party, you know? You're like, yeah, I saw exactly. such and such uh, at the arena. And they're like, the whole room says, yeah, we did too, you know? We all went too. Mm-hmm. Um, a much better story is, yeah, I went to this, this little club and, and Phil was playing with the boys and, uh, yeah, we had a great time and, you know? Yeah, and before they started playing Madison Square Garden, it's like, oh, you hit them up. You're like, oh, I want you to play some songs at our wedding. You know, get get a real band in there to play play weddings for you. Absolutely. Like if it's your favorite Absolutely. band, you know. Oh, it is so true. That's why I love I seeing I love seeing bands in in smaller environments. And like when I'm saying smaller, like oh. these are kind of like the, the the biggest venues that I'll go to to go see a band. Um, I'll go yeah. to the Gramercy, I'll go to Terminal 5, mm-hmm. and I'll go to the Paramount. And, oh, yeah. I mean, like, maybe maybe I'll go to Jones Beach or Nikon Theater or whatever just because, like, it's so close. But those are the three places that I will go that are the biggest size because it's, like, it's still intimate. Like, I can still be close enough to see them. I can I can talk to them afterwards. I can go downstairs. I can go to the merch table. I can still socialize yeah. with the artist and you can meet other people that like the band you know that's the thing meet your wife there you never know you never know hopefully she's not somebody else's wife uh but you never (laughs) you never know no when when i got married to my wife my wife you know like i said we're weirdo art artists you know she um she loves this uh performer who's a clown his name's puddles uh the clown puddles pity party he doesn't speak. He does the whole Harpo Marx thing until he sings. And he's got a operatic, lovely voice. Um, and he does crazy covers and stuff and whatnot. And she just loves him. Loves him. Loves him. Can't get enough. Uh, we've seen him a couple times when he comes through town. And um, so when we were getting married, I'm like, you know, I'm not in the music business, but I do know a lot of people. Um, let me flex my uh, connections here a little bit. Got a hold of his agent. <laughs> Which is, if you're not in the music business, it's kind of difficult to do sometimes. And um, yeah, I found out what he charges <laughs> to do a wedding. And I'm like, thank you for uh, talking to me. I will be calling you at our 10-year anniversary. I think uh, that's a good goal <laughs> for me. I can put dollars in a coffee can and we should be right about there. And yeah, the agent says, yeah, but the price will probably <laughs> reflect that oh, period as well. I'm like, oh, I can't win. I can't win. You know, you know. <laughs> one of those things. But yeah, go to the show now. It is so important. And there's nothing like a good show, a good um, rock show or any kind of show, really. I, uh, I mean, I've been to bad ones. Don't get me wrong. I, I've been to ones where people had absolutely no, and I don't want to say, I don't want to, as my wife would say, throw shade on anybody. Um, yes, mm-hmm. big names weren't great, weren't great shows. But I've been to some shows that were just you walk, it was transcendence. You walk out and you're like, oh my god, 
that was an artistic experience, man. That's like going into Notre Dame or something. It was important, and I was glad to be a part of it. Um, those are the stories, you know. I think it's important. Yep. And you're out there making them happen, man, all the time. All the time. No, I know you like to play live. Um, you got any upcoming shows, or you wait until after the holidays and everything? Um, well, you caught me off guard. I actually don't know when our next show is. <laughs> um, I got you. I got you. Let me Let me take a look. Let's look at the tour page. Yeah, some shows we haven't listed yet. But I, I think you. we have I one. This is smart. I know we have one coming on, on the 30th. This is Oh, okay. The 30th, that's today. That's tonight. No, 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 no. December 30th. December 30th oh, is, is one show that's coming up. I think we're, we are trying to plan something a little bit earlier, but December 30th over at um, West Hampton Beach Brewery. We're going nice. to be there. Nice. Yeah, we really, we really dig the... What's up? That scene up there on the Northampton? No, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Um, I have, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I want to say two good. things. Number one, and see, you're a graphic designer, so I know you're going to appreciate this because I appreciate that. That is the coolest. On the tour page, there's a silhouette image of you guys, and um, I, I don't know, it's one of those pictures that move. What, what do you call it? Gifts, animated gifts, or something, and. Um, it's like an old film. It's got a little bit of scratches and dirt on it and whatnot. That is cool. That's a cool picture. Oh, the the, uh, the overlay cool. filter that's on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's so a the nice image. Effect. The image actually is is just an image, and the the overlay oh, is the, a GIF. Is the whole page? So it, it no, actually saves on the it saves on the loading. Oh, I like that. That yeah. is that is slick. Well, right to the right of it, and this is something I rarely, rarely, rarely see on a website um, on, on tour pages. Request a show. You can click a button there. If you want the boys to play in your neck of the woods and put it in there. And if yeah, that's, you, that's something that's actually um, bands in town. That's, you know, they include yeah. that into this little, like, this little widget. And it helps us know where our listeners are and where our fans mm-hmm. are. So if you actually click that, we can we start tracking. Like, okay, well we had, you know, we had ten clicks to request a show over in Chicago. It's like, maybe you know, maybe we should go to Chicago since we're you know we're getting some stuff there. Maybe we should advertise in Chicago. Maybe we should, you know, do yeah. a podcast in Chicago. See, happen. And just so that more people hear about it because that's where they're liking us. So it is a cool little feature. I like it. I like it. I get so many. I have gotten in my career so many ideas from musicians. I I have a merch, a web shop, a merch store. Totally got that idea from going to rock shows and seeing T-shirts. And I went, I do paintings. I put these on a T-shirt, you know. We have a merch table. And when I do an art show, I think we're the only people that do it. But um, extra extra income, you know, extra. Uh, you know what you should do nice. as an artist. As an artist, you should not order shirts and um, have them screen printed and everything. You should actually make one of a kind oh. artworks on shirts. Yeah, 
Oh, there's a brilliant idea. Like, yeah, actually take the shirt, like stretch it on a canvas and make a one-of-a-kind artwork with it. There you go. There you go. And you can sell those as, yeah, as nice, oh. unique pieces of art that people can take and wear. I'm telling you, Phil, that fits in my game plan. My game plan, everything I do, I just want to be on the Antiques Roadshow in 100 years, you know? <laughs> That's all. Yeah. That's the game plan. You too, you too. You know they're gonna be like, yeah, they picked up the uh, latest single, or you know, there was at the time, Long Island Christmas Eve. I can go, really? Yeah, back before it was the staple. Um, (laughs) Well, that's worth fifty thousand dollars now. It's on a memory stick and everything. Wow. You You never know. Oh, man. Phil, we're out of time. I told you, I kept you longer than I'm supposed to, but um, you're fascinating and so much fun to talk to. Um, Very, very cool. I can't wait. Break a leg at the uh, December 30th show. I can't wait to share the uh, lyric video and whatnot. Everybody, I want you to go get Long Island Christmas Eve. It's Christmas time, man. Get people in the spirit. You can send this to people when you buy it. All you need is their email. You know. Way better than a Christmas card, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know something? Even if you guys want to listen to it, you don't even want to buy it. You know, you go to Spotify, you listen to it. Or you can even go on, like, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, or TikTok and use it as one of the tracks, you know? Use it as a backtrack for one of the videos that you guys are posting, too. That would be a great way to to share the the holiday spirit with everyone. What a good idea. What a cool idea. I know nothing how to do all that. I'm an old man, but I, I I do know what you're talking about, though, because my wife, every night when we go to bed, uh, people always ask me, they're like, do you have a TikTok? I'm like, no. No, I have no idea. I said, but I've listened to TikTok a lot. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, when we go to bed, my wife scrolls through her phone playing TikTok videos. I go to sleep to it every oh, night. Every it's it's night. the best way to go to sleep. You just start scrolling. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was so funny. The other day, I, uh, she went to bed early. And um, so, I don't know, it was, I was closing the house up, you know, like you do. And I went into uh, the washroom, washed my face and stuff, came out. And I could, when I went in, I'm like, oh, she's listening to Rihanna Diamond. Because she was, somebody put that as the backing track on something she was watching. But she um, was just laying yeah. there, you know. And I'm like, ah, I haven't heard that song in a in a couple of years, you know, in a, in a minute, and uh, washed my face or anything, came out. I remember I, I didn't even think about it. I came out, the house up, you know, walked out, made sure all the doors were locked. And then I um, walked by the bedroom door again, and Rihanna Diamonds was still on. She had fallen asleep. This was like 20 minutes later with that looping. <laughs> so I had to, <laughs> bless her heart, I had to wake her up and say, sweetie, I, I, I love you. Rihanna's cool, but I can't go to sleep listening to Rihanna Diamonds on a loop. It just, it ain't going to happen. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Turned it off. Oh, if only that had been Spotify, Rihanna. Thank you. You know. <laughs> yeah, you would have the full song, free, and you would have been happy. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Hey, thanks so much, Phil. You rock. Phil Firetog Trio and Co. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the band Watch. They are awesome. Phil, you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're Thank super you good much. at it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. 
Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us uh, tonight, and um, we will be back. What is, today is when, this is the last show we have of the week. I can't believe it. I'm going to be painting nonstop until next Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a uh, really cool. We're going from Phil Firetog, uh, Long Island Christmas Eve, to a uh, doom metal band out of uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, um, called Phil Harvest is going to be on. So, uh, yeah. My hands will be painted down to bloody stumps, but uh, no, I'm not complaining. Anyhow, we will see you then. Have a great weekend. Remember, folks, get in the Christmas spirit. Be cool. The world's still a little weird out there. Be patient with people, you know. Um, if you go to Taco Bell and it's taking a second to get your taco, just you're going to get your taco. Just be cool. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anyhow, thank you so much, Phil. You're awesome. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime. See you next time, folks. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, de Harry Hicks from Sverige. Ocnilis Natil Pop Rocks Radio. Made Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.